0: Hi right, everybody! It's a post-game pod right here on Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Matt Derry with you on a Sunday morning edition of Locked On Lions, August twenty second into Monday, August twenty third. Lions fall in preseason game number two last night to the Steelers, twenty six to twenty, in what was an ugly performance, especially in the first half. The Lions trailed twenty to nothing at the half, twenty three nothing after three. Uh, many of the starters didn't play. Jared Goff, uh, you know, Swift and Williams, Hawkinson out on defense. Five key starters did not play, including the linebackers and everything else. Yet, for preseason game number two, which is sort of the, the closest thing to address rehearsal, uh, up until the fourth quarter, the Lions were not competitive in this football game. They came back to score 20 in the fourth, thanks to David Blau and some others. But all in all, an ugly performance. As the Lions fall to the Steelers 26 to 20, we're brought to you by Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson hosts Lockdowns Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the league, covering all the latest news and insight in every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. All right, uh find find us on Twitter, I'm at Dairy Speaks, at Lockdown Lions, and also the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page fan page. Folks, th- there's not a lot of positives to, to, to take out of this second preseason game. A lot of the things that we saw over the last couple of years, all right, under Matt Patricia remain with Dan Campbell. And that's not a knock on Dan Campbell. There's only so many players you can get rid of. You you can't take a roster of eighty from last year, or, or 60 guys, or even or even 53, and just remove all of them, all right? Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell are going to have to rebuild this thing. There are too many holdovers from the Patricia era that suck. Jelani Tobai and Jalen Reeves-Maben should never, ever be on the field as starting linebackers in the National Football League ever again. Last night against the Steelers, those two guys were terrible. Terrible. And, you know, Reeves-Maben made a few decent plays. Tavai made none. But they're no good. And when week one starts against the Niners, let's be honest here. Jamie Collins is going to play, and Alex Anzalone is going to play. You're not going to see Tavai and Reeves-Maben. And quite honestly, there's a chance that those two don't even make the team. I know JRM is an excellent special teamer, but boy, oh boy, Pittsburgh came out with Ben Roethlisberger in their first team offense, and I know that the Lions are missing all sorts of guys. Flowers didn't play. O'Quara didn't play. Rockers didn't play. Um, uh, Collins and Anzalone didn't play. You know, Lee McNeil was only out there for a couple of series. I, I get it. But at some point, the linebackers have to do something. They couldn't cover the tight end. Friar Muth caught two touchdowns. They couldn't cover Ebron. He had a catch and a drop. They couldn't cover running backs out of the backfield. There was the one play, I believe it was late first, early second. It was on Mason Rudolph's first um, uh, series that he got to play. And he snaps the ball and just flicks one out to the running back coming out of the backfield. And there's nobody there within like 15 yards. And then you watch, watch the replay is playing um, right inside linebacker next to Mabin, and they bang into each other cover, covering Zach Gentry. <laughs> like, like a tight end five feet off the line of scrimmage. So, no, what, one of you has to go to the running back. Like, this is basic shit here. You know, Tavai on the, on the Najee Harris long pass play, Missed the tackle, lost contain. Reeves-Maben got beat by Friarmouth twice in the end zone. You know, the days What do we always say doing this podcast? The Lions are going to struggle against tight ends because they can't cover tight ends. And then, in week two of this year's preseason, they still can't. Those two guys are no good. And... You know, we've been down this Tavai train, and we've ridden this Tavai train for for years. Enough. The Lions have to get from 85 players down to 80 on Tuesday. I'm not saying is going to get cut on Tuesday, but why not? At least Derek Barnes came in later in the game and had six tackles and a sack and looked the part. Now, I know it was against third and fourth stringers, but this week against the Colts, Let Barnes start. See what he can do. Not that a lot of starters will be out there, but you know what I mean. The linebacking play was terrible. And it's the same old story. Don't know where the football is. Poor angles. uh, Missed tackles. Can't cover tight ends and can't cover running backs. Oh, on top of that, the defense had no pass rush in the first quarter on Ben Roethlisberger. And one of the things we talked about on Thursday was we wanted to see, or I wanted to see, um, the Lions get after Big Ben a little bit. Not necessarily blitz, but show some pressure. And he had all day to throw. He had a perfect passer rating in the first quarter against the Lions. 158.3, eight out of 10, 137 yards, two touchdowns, no sacks, no interceptions embarrassing that man is 39 years old ben roethlisberger's a hall of famer don't get me wrong but geez man some pressure can someone get to the quarterback that steeler offensive line ain't no great shakes very disappointing especially early in the game where pittsburgh just carved up the lions on defense now as far as the secondary goes second series third down Here's Roethlisberger with an arm punt. He threw this thing up in the air. Like, whee! Okuda's 15 yards away from Deontay Johnson, and I don't know what Will Harris was doing, playing center field. You have got to break that play up. Will Harris is another guy I could do without watching. He got smoked on the Friar move, uh, uh double move in the end zone where Reeves Maben was on the inside. Harris was supposed to give safety help, didn't. But again, these are Patricia players. These are Quinn players. Will Harris, Tavai, just bust draft picks. And, you know, Okuda will get the blame for the Deontay Johnson play because he, he got beat. But geez, man, safety's got to come over and pick that pass off. That was an arm punt. Now, on the bright side, A.J. Parker was fantastic. The rookie undrafted free agent from Kansas State was awesome, Number 41. He was great. A.J. Parker was all over the place. You want to talk about a a defensive back that made a name for himself last night? Eight tackles, seven solo, two tackles for a loss, and a pass defended. He looked like a player that's ready to play. That can help the team. So if that's a UDFA that Brad Holmes unearthed and he can help, awesome. He really played well. Good breaks on the ball, uh, uh, played in the slot, played a little bit outside. He's small, but uh, I like what I saw from A.J. Parker. I think that's a keeper can never have enough cornerbacks. We talked about Okuda and Oruwarie. Malafonwu is coming along a little bit slower than Parker. Parker played a ton. Now, I know Malafonwu is more of an outside corner, but I really like what I saw from uh, from A.J. Parker last night. And Jalen Elliott, the safety in the second half, he was making plays and did a nice job. And after the game, Dan Campbell made it a point to say, we like what we saw from Jalen Elliott. So... Um, this was an interesting comment, too, from Campbell. I'm going to get you that uh, coming up next, what Dan Campbell had to say uh, after the game. Uh, my voice is a little hoarse. I had a wedding last night, and uh, I officiated congratulations to Jacob and Dawn Derek, the palace of Jake. Uh, we had a lot of fun last night. All right, Built Bar folks, you know they've got so many delicious flavors. They're the best, man. Built Bars are unbelievable. I have them every day. They're the best tasting protein bar you'll ever find. Whether it's coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate, whatever it is, they all taste great. I just had the cookies and cream bar this morning and it filled me right up. Good for me and only 150 calories. All right. Fantastic. Tastes great. Healthy for you too. Um, people ask me all the time, man, what what do you really love these built bars? I do. I really do. Plus, they were the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, so that was cool. Go to the website now built.com and, and use the promo code Locked15, and you'll get fifteen percent off your order. Promo code Locked15 for 15% off at built.com. I post game pod: Steelers twenty six, Lions twenty. Yes, if you bet on the Lions plus six and a half, you covered. It's a miracle, as it was twenty three to nothing going into the fourth quarter last night at Heinz uh, Field. Dan Campbell made a comment. I'm going to get to the offense in a second here from last night, but Dan Campbell made a comment after the game, talking about a tale of two halves, uh, because in the first half the Lions were not even competitive, and Pittsburgh destroyed them. And in the second half, the younger guys played better, and the fourth quarter was much better with David Blau uh, than Mr. August, Tim Boyle. But Campbell said this, quote, there's some guys who are growing who are getting better. And there were some guys that maybe were counted out that have a chance of now making this team. And then there's some ones that maybe everyone thought was going to make it, and they're not going to make it. End quote. How about that? Who's he talking about guys that thought they were going to make it and they're not going to make it Tavai, Jalen Reeves, Mabin, Darren, could Darren Fells be cut and Alizé Mack be the second tight end? I don't know, but Darren Fells last night, every, every time the penalty, uh, the the flag was thrown, the ref got up. He he was talking about number 80. Fells had three penalties last night. I don't know if, if he's on the hot seat. He's a good veteran. He's second time around the Lions, um, but could that be somebody that Campbell's talking about? You know, what about at receiver, Rashad Perriman with the push off? Look like a look like a nitpicky call, but you know, do they go younger with Tom Kennedy rather than a guy like Perriman? I don't know, but Dan Campbell's making it known that there's some guys in trouble. You know, and we know this, Derek Barnes played well. Godwin Igwe BK, the running back, played well. Tom Kennedy looked good late. Jalen Elliott, too, and same with David Blau. And then, of course, A.J. Parker, who really looked good. Jack Fox, by the way, what a God. What a beast. 70-yard punt in the second quarter that went out of bounds at the three. Like, that guy is unreal. What a weapon the Lions have at punter. Seriously, fantastic. Um, All right, offensively, game started with Tim Boyle, as I dubbed him many months ago, Mr. August. You might remember there were a couple of Green Bay Packer writers, including a guy named Tom Silverstein, who when the Lions picked up Tim Boyle, said he might be able to push Jared Goff for the starting job. (laughs) Now listen, Jared Goff, I was told by somebody on the inside that Jared Goff had one of the worst quarterback practices that they've seen in Allen Park in a long time on Thursday. He was literally throwing the ball to the other team, the, the, the Lions, but he was throwing it to the Lions' defense on Thursday and had a really bad practice. You're not going to see Jared Goff. <clears throat> they, don't, they know what they have in him. He didn't play last night. He's not going to play on Friday against the Colts. But last night, here was a chance for Tim Boyle, fresh off a little bit of an ankle injury last week. Didn't get as many reps in practice this week. But still, Tim Boyle looked terrible. 7 out of 15, 44 yards, a passer rating of 53.5. Everything was behind everybody. He threw one ball to Amon Ross St. Brown that was in traffic that maybe St. Brown should have come up with. But other than that, his early throws in this game were behind everybody. He had one on the run uh, on a rollout where if Joe Joe Hayden should have picked it off, dropped it. He had a couple of guys open that he threw behind, but not a good performance, certainly from Tim Boyle. If I'm Dan Campbell for Friday night against the Colts, I'm starting David Blau against the Colts, you know, better defenders and and flip-flop it. Blau came in in garbage time in the second half, went 12 out of 17 for 143 yards, a touchdown pass, and a passer rating of 115.6. He looked the part. Now, again, this was not Pittsburgh's first string, right? This was not Melvin Ingram coming off the edge like it was when Boyle was out there. And by the way, Panay Sewell had his struggles last night. Let's not overlook that. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah pointed it out on Twitter, too, that Sewell looks like he's struggling. This is the first two weeks, and Panay Sewell is not graded out all that well. Now, again, remember, he played left tackle. He said He has not played football in 18 months, so... He's going to need some time. But, you know, the, the the notion that Panay Sewell is just going to come in and dominate at right tackle, I think we need to pump the brakes on that a little bit. I'm not all that worried about it. I think it's a guy with some rust that he's shaking off, and he's learning a new position playing on a different side. But there were some times last night where Sewell got beat uh, and was on the ground, too. Got thrown to the ground. But Boyle missed throws. All right, then he had the intentional grounding penalty in the first quarter, which... I thought Jefferson was there. Boy, that first run they had with Jamar Jefferson in the first quarter was kind of nice. Um, but Tim Boyle, right now, if you had to say who's the backup quarterback starting week one, I'd take David Blau. I just, I know Tim Boyle was Mr. August up in Green Bay, but he is not performing right now. And hopefully a better showing this week. Um, run game, I mean, you know, same as last week. Craig Reynolds came in at garbage time and did his thing, but the Lions just can't establish the run uh, early in games. Again, this is preseason. Pittsburgh's defense is really good. Uh, the Lions' offensive line, um, Evan Brown, played center the whole game, and, and that should tell you something about his status. Um, I would assume I would assume that he's going to be the guy, the backup. Um, because he played pretty well. Matt Nelson played the whole game at left tackle uh, and had his issues early in the game but then got better as the game wore on. Nobody really separated themselves as far as the receivers go in my mind except maybe Tom Kennedy. Four catches, 61 yards. He had the 31-yard pass from from Blau. Uh, you know, early in the game, Cephas made a nice catch. Uh, St. Brown we know can catch the ball over the middle and, and for the dink and dunk stuff, but I'm You know, nobody is standing out as far as the passing game yet. When it comes to this offense, uh, late in the game, the Lions were down twenty-three to nothing and made a little comeback. And David Blau looked comfortable, but again, that's against Pittsburgh's third and fourth string. When it went, when it came down to the Lions opening the game with Boyle and the receivers and a few starting offensive linemen like Jackson, Tavai, or excuse me, Vitai. And Sewell, so three of the five O linemen, Ragnow and Decker, did not play. Uh, the Lions didn't perform all that well. So, you know. And by the way, the return game. Oh my gosh, what was that last night? Terrible, terrible, like really bad. Um, Craig Reynolds had a couple of kick returns. Kennedy on the punt returns of um, penalties. Not a good performance at all. And again, I, I'm, I'm not expecting this team to win a lot of games. And like I said in the open, there's just too many guys from the past regime still here. You know, so that's that's a problem. But they're gonna they're gonna fix that. You gotta give it some time. Uh betonline.ag, folks, it's that time of year again. All eyes are now turning to football. It's just great to talk about games. As teams are back on the gridiron to start the season, as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. All right? It's fantastic. You go to betonline.ag, you sign up, use the promo code LOCKEDON, all right, and you get the bonus. You get the bonus. It's fantastic. Take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday night or against the uh, with the Bucks and Cowboys on September 9th. If you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100 BetOnline.ag. Sign up. Use the promo code locked on. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. All right, so the Lions have to cut the roster down on Tuesday from 85 to 80. Um, The final preseason game comes up Friday night at Ford Field against the Colts. Some guys stepped up. Some guys really secured spots. Jalen Elliott, I mentioned before. Blau, Barnes, Kennedy. Tom Kennedy might make this team. A.J. Parker. Others, it was just not a good performance at all. And, you know, I think Dan Campbell said it best. It was a tale of two halves. But, again, when the regulars, when the guys that you're counting on to be either starters or backups really struggle, it's good to see Levi Anzurike out there. Made a couple of plays. That was good. Uh, he hasn't played at all. I like Lee McNeil a lot. You know, in the middle is kind of a plugger. Um, I thought Derek Barnes played pretty well. Tracy Walker was a little bit disappointing last night, but I'm not going to pick on him as much as Will Harris. You know, Pittman made a couple of solo tackles in the second half. Um, you know, uh, Julian O'Quara had the quarterback hit. I, it's going to take some time. They still need more players. They just don't have enough talent. And again, we didn't see DeAndre Swift or Jamal Williams. That adds a nice one-two punch where there's a big drop-off between those two guys and then the rest of the running backs. But you saw the Steeler guys making Lions players miss. You know, Herman Moore brought it up on the, on the broadcast. A lot of these plays Pittsburgh's running are the same plays the Lions are running, except guys like... Uh, Harris and Johnson and um, Samuels, they were making Lions players miss. Whereas the Lions guys were not. They just weren't making a lot of the same stuff. Very vanilla offense. But uh, there's the postgame pod for you on this Sunday morning. Thanks for listening, everybody. We're back tomorrow.